previously on the mortal path. You promise you'll come back for me? Mm, can't make that promise, but we'll do our best. Mm, <laughs> you just promised. I can't promise anything. I didn't mean to get teleported here. I will do my best. Miriam, it's a very easy promise to make. Yes. I promise we'll come back. What do you... Uh, oh, just don't go in the lake. How about cards? Cards, cards. We'll give you a gift if you win. Win, win. Although, you might want to return it. Return it. Eh. Well, what am I wagering? What do you have to give? Give, give. Well, I've got friends now. They both kind of, like, give a little laugh, and they say, You do. Do, do. <laughs> you see on the ceiling this huge bloated form of something that looks almost nebulous full of rock and stone with these really horrible spindly legs shooting out of it clinging to the ceiling motherfucker and as you look at it there is this kind of white almost porcelain face and it looks like half elven half something like these fish people with these huge pale violet glowing eyes opens up in front of you well not quite like in front of you but in the water around you what do you do what are you doing hello oh. <laughs> i mean it's we've got a dry passage in front of us what for the next 10 minutes <laughs> oh come on come on oh, no okay yeah it. that's fair that's fair it. it's less than two minutes and i will have to cut most of that out and you've already done this to us I can't believe you've done this. Sorry. <laughs> yes, tell me more about the dry passage. Now I'm trying to work out how to say it without saying it's a dry passage that we've we've got to squeeze our way down. Um, a wet tunnel. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, we have a clear path ahead of us. Yes, there is a clear path ahead of us. We have a clear you. path ahead of us where the water has parted. Yes. I can hold that for 10 minutes and then recast it. I've got that opportunity. I would imagine that I'm going to keep heading downwards okay can i see what's at the bottom of this no not yet because how well how far down does your cast uh control water go 300 feet oh shit okay it's it's a big spell it's like fourth level it is a big spell what if this one was smaller for some reason i would never in my life ever take away a very powerful thing that i'd accidentally given you because i probably didn't read all the rules correctly (laughs) okay so you can see 120 feet ahead of you because it is Mm -hmm. dark down here and the only thing that you can see that is casting light is yourself who is giving off i'll say a dim light dancing lights cool excellent do you still have your flaming sword out the flaming sword yes so four lights with a 10 foot radius which i think i'm keeping around me and the flaming sword also pretty short range can't we all see in the dark? No, I can't. Oh, well. Nah, can't. Nah, can't. You have good visibility for all of you around 20 feet around you, and then the rest slowly drops off into darkness. So you can see at the very far reaches of your dark vision, uh, either 60 or 120 feet, depending on which one you have, at the the stairs just going down further. Oh, God. Okay. 
Nat, have you got one of those pebbles? Uh, sure, here you go. I'm just going to drop it and listen. Okay, make me perception checks. A nat 20. That pebble, as you chuck it down the stairs, after a while, kind of goes... Dong, 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 dong. Just keeps on going. Yeah, you don't hear it hit anything particularly final. <laughs> well, let's keep going, I guess. <laughs> that bounce sounded final. I... <laughs> It was the final bounce. I, I, the final bounce down. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You didn't hear the final bounce down. It's the final bounce of not bounce. It just fades out. <laughs> I Narian ne- looks at the two fucking jokers <laughs> that she is in this tunnel with and just starts walking. Is the eye doing anything? The stairs are lonely, dark and deep, and you have many miles to go before you sleep. It just keeps going down. The eye, um, Narian, with your nat 20, it's moving. That Whatever that big thing in the water is, it's moving very slowly. Do you want to like look at it properly, Nat? Uh, yes, please. Investigation check, please. Don't look into the big uh, spooky uh, eye. Six. Big spooky eye. And in fact, it's really hard to tell its distance. You're not sure if it's like huge and up close or if it's like really huge <laughs> and far away. It's, it's kind so of disconcerting. Far away. <laughs> now, question. Yeah. When I had my dream slash vision of the mm-hmm. under the volcano, what was that creature like? Because I know Kitty mentioned dragon last week, but I didn't remember dragon. I remembered something else. You didn't actually see um, much of the creature. You saw, I think you saw like shifting scales and Mm -hmm. you saw shifting chains, but you did not get a good look at that creature. And actually, as you try and like think back on it, you remember the chains and you remember being in a chamber and you know you saw something, but it's really hard to remember what it was that you saw. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, and it's really hard to remember what it was that you saw. Like when you wake up out of a dream and you're trying to remember the bits of the dream and it keeps like slipping through your fingers, that kind of, you can't quite grasp it. I'm sure it's nothing. Ah, uh, guys? Yes? yes? I think this is a kind of twin, whatever's in the volcano, and I think they're both jackals. Wait, there's something in the volcano? Yeah, we knew there was something in the volcano. There's a worm in chains or a dragon or something. There's oh. something in chains in the volcano. Okay. I'm more worried about this thing. I think you might be onto something with that, Nat. I I can't really... I I had a vision of it, and you know how good my memory is. Oh, yeah. But I can't quite remember it anymore. What, really? Yeah. It's as if a piece has been missing, as if some knowledge has been taken. Ooh, I don't like that. Should we keep going? Yeah, no, we're keeping going. I don't really know how long this spell thing is going to keep going, and then we'll get very wet. It lasts about 10 minutes and I can cast it again so long as I'm wearing this horrible necklace. Well, let's go anyway. Is the necklace doing anything while I'm wearing it? It's glowing. It's still kind of like, it's not spinning, but it's almost like it's rocking. Like if it was kind of like held out, it would be spinning. So you can like feel it against you. Can I tuck it inside my blouse so that it's not looking out at the other yellow eye? Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to tuck it on the inside. And then I'm going to look across at the big yellow eye and I'm just going to wave and go... Don't mind us! And keep walking. It blinks. Ah! I speed up a bit. It's a Beyblade. It's not a Beyblade. <laughs> so you can t- it, it could, could be. be, but it's not. It, it spins by itself. Oh, the necklace. It's the necklace. Well, is that what a Beyblade is? I mean, you could try. Don't take the necklace off me now. 
will drown. So you keep on heading down this staircase and again, as you look behind you, you can't quite... Well, Nerim, you can see actually with your dark vision. Like again, after about 100 feet, that water like closes kind of in on you, it seems. Like it's held at bay, but it's kind of like encroaching and closing around you. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you keep walking down, you get maybe what feels like a couple of hundred feet easily maybe three four hundred feet down and you see below you this kind of like almost like a little like landing platform type thing maybe like 10 feet across by 10 feet and it's made of this absolutely like matte black something it's not water because it doesn't move when you push it aside and in fact like every time the water like moves it won't like move around past this square almost like it can't go anywhere else like this square and the the tunnel going up that you create but it doesn't push any further out it's like a trapdoor yeah the water is like all the way up here and around here and kind of like encircling you but it stops like it can't go any further we can't push it any further than here we're on a linear staircase, right? If we look right and left, does the square extend or is there nothing to it's the right the and left? It's just the water. Like the water is like, it can't be pushed any further than this. So at the bottom of the staircase, there's a black platform type thing. Is there water to the sides of it? Yep, there's water to the sides of it. And there seems to almost maybe be water underneath it, but it won't move past that area. Ah, okay. Yeah. Make me, in fact, actually, Tara, make me a quick arcana check just as you're noticing that. D&D Beyond the website that we oh. use to store our stats. Look at you doing the jingle. Yeah. I'm proud. That's me. The jingle boy. Seven. This spell should be controlling water. This water, question mark, does not seem to be controlled entirely by it. Didn't feel like normal water. Gotcha. Um, yep. So as you go down this staircase, which is enclosed by this water, like we said, like an escalator tunnel type thing, it goes down to this platform at the bottom that's this matte black 10 by 10 foot square platform. And for whatever reason, this water will not push out further than this. It'll go up a little bit, like this escalator tunnel thing opening into a very tiny room where all the walls are either water or a staircase going back up. Does this look like a trapdoor to you? Because if it's a door, I'm holding something that could be a key. Wait, wait, let's just... I'm just going to throw a pebble onto this thing. Ding, 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 bounces off. It sounds like it's stone. And as it does that, you see these like almost like little purple ripples going across it. But it doesn't look like it's water. Almost like you... Oh, no. We don't live in a world with technology. You wouldn't have a reference for that. Is it an iPad? Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole plot. That's, That's the end it. of the game. Yeah. Well done. It's Yay! an eye floor. Yeah. Tarot wins an iPad. Game over. You, yeah, well done. I want to touch it. It's got purple on it. Okay. You touch it and these ripples go out from your fingertips. It's kind of very cold and almost like, maybe it's it's kind of damp, but not really. But these ripples kind of go woo, 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 out from your fingertips around it. I'm holding very the, the ball. So I'm going to put the ball on it okay it does the same thing there are those ripples that go like voo, 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 out from it that was my idea well i guess that's it let's just go home yeah how what if we what if we try and solve the puzzle oh i'm not much for that kind of stuff you're good at it why is everything a puzzle it just looks like a puzzle i think the gods love puzzles go on have a go can i try and solve the puzzle 
Yeah, absolutely. Make me either an intelligence check or an arcana check because I don't have a puzzle ready for you. So I'm not going to send you over a jigsaw or anything <laughs> like that to do. We're going to do it the boring way. It's not an RP puzzle, I'm afraid. What kind of puzzle this ball is? What kind of puzzle this ball is? <laughs> yeah, what what is... Is it like one of those things where there's the ball bearing in it and you twist it and it rolls round? No, it's like... <laughs> You know, like Japanese puzzle boxes? Oh, like the ones where you can't open it unless you press things in a certain order? Yes. You have to switch and slide and twist and turn bits and it will interlock and unpop at some point. Do you have to bop it? You you have to twist it, flick it, spin it, pull it, and then enough bop about it. Yubi. Um. Oh, wow, <laughs> Gary. These are very pretty boxes. Yes, they're very lovely. Um, it's like that, but metal, rusty, old, and a bit dinged up. And also glowing purple. All the best things are. 19. 19 okay dokie so now you take this and as you take it that kind of like the purple glow starts to fade a little bit it's almost like that glow is is being brought out of it by uh Nerium, but she's still standing close to you so there's like a residual little glow to it and you spend with a 19 yeah after about three or four minutes of finding the little switches and levers and gears this is a beautiful beautifully intricate thing and as you actually start to undo the puzzle box you can see on the inside where it hasn't been rusted away or scratched up it's just exquisite workmanship it's so finely carved and detailed with all these little patterns inside it and as you start getting into it there are actually like little clues that lead you on to how to do the next bits and after about three or four minutes it twists into two um what hemispheres hemispheres thank you Ooh. oh oh has it got something in it? There's no chamber for anything. It's just like two solid hemispheres that you've pulled apart. Nat, you broke it. Is it? I, I don't I don't think so. Is it like the Alice wheel where you put one on one side and one on the other side? The other side of what? Well, yeah, because it wouldn't be a key if you couldn't get to the other side. I don't know. I mean, well, okay. There is the option here. We could put the Alice wheel on this black floor and teleport through to the other side but i don't know that might be risky that might just completely submerge us in the not water water with the tentacle monster so yeah i think is that is that actually tankeril out there or like some manifestation of tankeril what do i remember about tankeril because he's not from round here he's not from round here he's from velo yeah you have a keen mind now mm-hmm. you know that tankeril is the god i love this feat Mm, it's so good. Now I have to remember what Tanker actually is. I love feet. <laughs> so, um... It was in the children's book, Nat. You remember? Yes. And Nat read several more books about it. So Tankerel is the... Tankerel is not a deity, and Tankerel is not quite a myth. Tankerel is, uh, is like... <laughs> a li- what? It sounded like you said Dankerel. Uh, yeah, you did it. You, you said, said Dankerel. <laughs> You did say Dankerel. That's why you Gary Poe laugh. You didn't say Dankerel. You did, you and I didn't realise what I was saying because I'm very old. I did it. I did it. Tankerel. Tankerel. Tankerel is not quite a myth and is not a deity, but is a creature of legend in that it's very much believed to still be out there and is said to be the the very magical creature that actually created the elves that inhabited Velo. 
It was the ones who saved them and brought them up onto the land and struck a deal with Rusa to give them life and autonomy and who lives in the seas and who is both a protector and also the one who brings the storms and the magic. Tankeril is a big serpentine-like creature. Um, it's not said exactly what it looks like. Tankeril also notably when you were reading in the uh, language that was used which is infernal there were no pronouns attached so the way that infernal works means that you can have a pronounless um, way of speaking about someone so we'll use it here but tankeril technically um, is just referred to as tankeril each time yeah. um, mm -hmm. and the way that it is depicted is is like some kind of serpentine thing sometimes it has like tentacle type appendages sometimes it doesn't but always a very big yellow eye so like Nessie then? Yeah, but like dear Nessie, but there's no hoaxes being done about Tankerel. <laughs> have you have you bashed the orbs on the black thing? We have not bashed any orbs yet. Use orbs with iPad. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell. Um So all all like the machinery of the sphere is like enclosed in these hemispheres. Yep. Okay. Uh yeah, I'll put one of them face down on the the black surface okay you place it down and there's this like second of silence and these ripples gonna go faster until that whole black square that you're standing on turns purple and the whole world flips and you are suddenly spun like upside down through something there's a second where you feel like you've gone through water and then cold air and then it's suddenly like boiling hot and freezing cold and you are suddenly in this big stone chamber and the whole floor is like black glass and you can see like rippling water beneath it you know like a glass bottomed boat uh -huh. type thing that kind of thing if you were like above the nightmare lake say or something like that this very dark water that again still when nerium is standing you can see these kind of like tentacly type things but not under you taro again notably as you all take a second to look around no reflection that you do have a reflection oh. and as you glance upwards the ceiling of this stone chamber is magma and it's kind of bubbling and oh, like fuck. stuck kind of above ah. you. And as you look around, there are these three huge chains on the ground. And all of them at the other end are snapped. And I would like all oh, of you God. to make me wisdom saving throws real quick, please. Huh. We're in the room in the in-between. In between what? The, the fire mouth and the fucking nightmare lake. Seven. Eleven. Thirteen. Um, Taro and Nat, big chamber room, magma above you, weird glass bottom lake surface below you, three big kind of almost look like iron but not quite weird metal chains, all three of them snapped. So the lava's just sat there? Yeah, it does not apply, it's not adhering to physics, nature, decency, Sick. or anything else. It's just like the ceiling is lava. Nice. I've not played that game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew there was a joke there. I just couldn't figure out what it was. So well done. It's a, it's a UB D&D special. Um, so, Nerium, as you look at the end of the chains and as you look past it, you see this 
large serpentine-esque creature at the other end of this circular chamber and it is stone grey segmented like a giant millipede except where it should have oh. legs it's got like loads of little hands and arms and oh. it reminds you in that moment vaguely of the creature that you saw in the temple of Rusa because it again has this kind of like human face that you recognize from your nightmares this crying human face and as you spot it it's really hard to keep your mind on it to see it and remember that it's there because every time that you try to to do anything your your mind tries to pull back from the memory of it and as you look at it it turns its head to look right at you and there is this glowing purple circle just above that human face mm -hmm. and i would like all three of you to roll me initiative please a circle like a halo or like one of those halos on a on a like a stained glass window uh more like just like in the center of its forehead like that purple circle that looks um well tenarium it looks like the exact size and shape as the other one of those hemispheres that nat is holding i will say that gesture ah. you're doing does not get picked up on on recordings unfortunately i know it's like a Do rhinoceros horn <laughs> like a rhinoceros horn if you cut off the horn like where that would be like a circle but don't do that it's illegal you're right also i don't think the rhinos like it um, i think that's also not true <laughs> that, that is also true rhinos love it sorry wrong way around rhinos love that your rhino will love it three tricks uh, no it your won't. rhino will love by cosmo um <laughs> EMP. how to keep your rhino satisfied um, <laughs> D&D, &D, everyone. I don't want to. I don't want to fight this thing. Eight. Don't tell me your scores yet. I don't care just yet. <laughs> Hold on. I'm not you asked ready for them. For them. Uh, we have a benevolent god. What were your initiative scores, please? Eight. Seventeen. Eleven. Taro, you are technically up first, but you haven't <laughs> spotted it yet. Uh, so make me another wisdom saving throw, please. Okie dokie. Ooh. Ah. That's a ten. Okay. No. Okay. Don't know where. Don't, just a big, weird, empty chamber. Big snap chains. That's it. You have a. We'll see what you have a bonus action and movement, or you have an action. I guess I'll go walk over and poke one of the chains with my scythe. Do you want the one, like, dead center? Yeah, the one that's near us. It's weird. There's all these chains. It's very strange. You poke it, and the metal is kind of like soft in a way that the rocks in the fire mouth were soft and it kind of like oozes a little bit but instead of the blood oh. that it was oozing in the fire mouth it oozes the same black liquid that is in the nightmare oh, lake fuck that. well at least it's dry in here i guess all right it is the jackals go the what yuvi the what yep so it's going to i'm glad we let nat get that little rest yeah, same. Nerium, you see it kind of like twitch and some of its hands reach out <sighs> and its face kind of like turns too far. And <laughs> Nat, can you please make me a wisdom saving throw, please? Oof. Twenzo. Okay. You feel this like weird tingle in, in your skull, like something magical just happened, but you don't know what it was. And it, it's weird. No. Very weird uh -huh. that. It did just blow a fifth level spell on you though, and you did save, so you know. Uh, Natalia, it's your go. Make oh. me first of all, please, a wisdom saving throw again. 14. You kind of like rub the back of your head and you look around and as you do, oh, holy shit. Ah. Whoa. 
Yep, right at the other end of the chamber. That. Taro, watch out behind you. Uh, what? Sorry? There. I point it out. But I don't see it, right? No, it's weird. You look over there and like, it's almost like you keep forgetting to look over there. And you keep being distracted by the chains or the magma which is bubbling or the lake that is rippling beneath you. God, how did you combat? Sorry, I just had a moment realized, oh, Ooh. I should probably do something here. I'm going to run up to Tervmada Taro and hold out my sword to defend him. Oh, okay, cool. Aww. And it's ignited, yeah? It's already flaming. Yes, it's already the sword flames, but not green flamed. Uh, so you see again this face that's kind of like twisting and spinning. It's it's reminiscent of the creature that was in the fallen city, almost spookily so, except it's a different face. It's not like the same face that was the statue of Shah, but there's something about the way it moves and the way that it holds itself that looks like maybe that thing in the temple was maybe kind of somehow based on this or held together by Ooh. some sort of magic influence by this you you feel like you've seen before Narian? I'm going to dash up to where, not literally dash, I'm going to run up to next to Natalia and say, you can see it too right now? Uh, yeah. It's, it's weird, it's sliding off my brain and then I am going to do insightful fighting which is my bonus action I make an insight check against its uh, deception check. Okay. And I believe I still have disadvantage on any insight checks. Puck. <sighs> Out of interest, in uh, in Tambrin over the last week or so, did you buy some more knives <laughs> from the knife shop? I rescued all my knives um, from the thingy, but I also have a sword now. Okay. Um, I did not remember to buy more knives. We there was the whole civil war thing. That is eight. Doesn't work. Bollocks. I will fling a knife at it. Okay, make me an attack, please. One of my bogs. Natural 20. Ooh, Natural boy. 20. Wow. All right, roll me that sweet, sweet damn damn. Presumably, now, I don't have sneak attack on this because there's no enemy within five feet of it. Nope. And I haven't surprised it or anything you like that. You have not. <laughs> really haven't. Quite the reverse, in fact. So that is a really shitty thing to get a natural 20 on. Great, good, excellent. Nine, nine points of savage piercing damage. Okay, uh, yeah, it, your knife sinks into it and you see this kind of like spurting of this black ichor oh, that kind of like no. drips down the side of it and all its like little hands scrabble on the rock as it like pulls back a little bit as if it's surprised to have been hurt. Can I actually duck behind Nat? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you've got movement enough for that. Yeah, in the hope that that means I can, I've can, i got a better chance of sneaking. It unleashes lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. Is that a, an inner line? Gary, are you looking at my notes? <laughs> fuck. Anyway, at the start of for the... Then, for the listeners at home, we have just managed to put ourselves in a perfect straight line facing the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't worry. I'm innocent. Um, Shit. At the beginning of your go, it's going to roll and see if it gets back its forget me ability. It does not. Taro, you still can't see it, but everybody, uh, Nerium just like flung a dagger and you watch the dagger go. And for a second, it's like you saw the dagger hit something and then you can't quite remember it. And a bit of the magma bubbles and your gaze is drawn away. And it's like, you can't quite see whatever it is they're doing. Well, that's weird. (laughs) I want to look and see if there's an exit from this room. Okay, make me a perception check. By the way, the two parts of the sphere I've just dropped near the, the entrance where we came in. 16. Okay, so you're looking around. There is no seeming exit from this room at all. Well, damn. 
I guess I'm gonna go walk back to the um, iPad or whatever. We can't just call it the iPad. You wanna go back to where you popped through to? I'm gonna go back to the Microsoft Surface and poke <laughs> it with a stick. Okay. <laughs> okay. Head back to the Zoom. Go back to the zoo. Go back to the Apple Newton. This bit of ground is like matte. It's not got that same kind of like liquidy looking bit and you poke it with the side and it's got this really like hard like ding, ding, ding noise to it like you're poking metal. Um, so it definitely feels different, but it doesn't seem to be any sort of exit or anything like that. Did I notice Nat dropping the sphere bits? Uh, yeah, the sphere bits are still there. They're not glowing purple anymore, however. So if I just bash the spear bit against it, it doesn't make the ripples go? Doesn't make the ripples go. <laughs> Damn. Uh, imagine if Taro just took a one-way trip out of there, back into the yep. Nightmare yeah. Lake. Peace Bye, Taro. And that's, that's Taro. That's probably been my six seconds. Yeah, that's fair. At the end of your go, just make me a wisdom saving throw again, because you've not used your full thingies. So let's see if you spot Seven. this big boy. Seven, nope. Still no idea what is happening nope. in this room. Well, hey, I'm having a good time. I mean, I'm not. I'm having a bad time, relative. Well, but a relatively good time compared to those those two. <laughs> That's true. And you're about to have a relatively better time because Gary did accurately predict and this thing is going to cast lightning bolt. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well done, Gary. So you two watch as this mouth kind of opens and gapes and there's this like crackle of electricity and it kind of like spits out this line of lightning that shoots towards the both of you. I need you both to make me a dexterity saving throw, please. Uh, 19. 23. Okay, so you both pass so you only take half damage so that is 23 points of lightning damage halved uh to 11 okay huh okay well damn huh a big bad big bad boy here big bad boy it's going to move it pulls back and you see it kind of like rear up very much like in a serpentine way some of those arm like hands like hanging but the other ones are scrabbling on the floor for perches as it pulls back and around to the left as if surprised by the fact that you hit it and hurt it and uh, Natalia, you'll go. So Nat goes charging over towards it. And as I do, I say, Hey, you jackal, eat it and die. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, I'm bestowing the the curse uh, of my my hex blade on it. And I run forward and jump in the air and slash down with my flaming sword. Okay. Very cool. 13? You jump down, you slash at it, and it skitters off these really weird like scaly things that you can just now see that you're that close to it pissed Nerium. I'm gonna try my insightful fighting again okay makes a deception check <sighs> fucking same again eight piss uh, I am going to can I get up to next to Nat mm-hmm. and I'm going to throw one of my other knives at it I have three, and then I've got the one from Melvin, and then I've got the Dagger of Venom. Wow. Fucking great rolls today, Kitty. Nice. Eleven. Again, you sneak around Neri... Uh, sorry. You go running up, you peer around Nat, you fling this dagger, and it ding off. And this close, you can see again what looks almost like grey rock is actually tiny little scales, almost like fish scales, kind of. Like little, little scales all over it. And as I'm uh, running over there, I am going, wait for me, wait for me, wait for me, wait for me! Fuck! Okay, top of the round, it's going to see if it gets its ability back. It does not. Oh, thank God. Taro, first make me a wisdom saving throw. Okie doke. That's another seven. My fucking God, yeah. No idea what they're doing. They've run off panicking to a corner of the room. 
nothing particularly interesting over there. Did I hear a lightning you strike? Did. And do you know what? That's really weird because you can see like the lightning along the ground and you heard it and you saw the lightning. Possibly you even heard us go, ow! Matt, Nerium, I think this place might be booby trapped. <laughs> Uh, watch where you're stepping, and then I'm going to go look for, like, pressure switches or pressure points on the floor. Okie dokie, make me an investigation check. Taro, it's a it's a jackal. It's a giant demon creature that you can't always see. I got a 10 on my investigation check. Is that enough to find the hidden <laughs> floor plates? The booby traps. You have a good look around. You get back over to where those, like, chains are sunk into the ground, and as you're, like, looking down and inspecting them for any sort of levers, you again kind of, like, look at this, like black rippling lake-like surface of the ground and you don't have a reflection but you can see kind of like what looks like two figures hovering over you and they both kind of like raise their hands and like give you a little wave and you recognize them because one of them at least is very much the same one that you saw in the mirror in Atanas Manor when you were trying to see the the demon curtain monster creature that you couldn't quite see properly there. Oh I'll give him a little wave back. <laughs> okay cool end of your go <laughs> yeah good turn jackal's go jackal is going to jackal's going to bite with those big old chompers it got yeah nat does a 23 hit oh fuck yeah i know it does being an ass <clears throat> uh, rolled a one so you take five points of piercing damage and make me a constitution saving throw, please. Oh, I don't like them. Oh, that'll do. 20. 20. Okay, you take half damage. It rolled real good. Oh, no. Is that right? Mm. No. Uh, you take you take 15 points of poison damage. Is that halved? That's it, halved. It was 30. Yo! As its fangs, like, sink into you. And you do now that it gets close, you do see these serpentine-like fangs. And you hear, in fact, all three of you hear this kind of, like, gravelly voice going, No, you. All right. Yeah, fair. <laughs> okay. You still up, Nat? I don't know what your HPs are. Do you want to? No. Okay. But are you still up? Oh, yeah, I'm still up. Okay, for now. We'll see how you go. Natalia, you'll go. I'm going to move back. It's, it'll take an attack of opportunity on you. Oh, God. I'm going to cast a spell. Okay. And attack. And I'm going to throw in my inspiration. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Now we're in business. Okay. Okay. okay so I rolled a 17 and a 19, which is, which is good. Plus, plus a 7. However... Mm -hmm. I cursed them. Any attack roll I'm making against the cursed target is a critical hit on a roll of a 19 or a 20. Nice! So this is a crit. Nice! Woo! And the spell I used was Vampiric Touch. Nice! Ooh. Okay, which is 3d6. So that's going to go up to mm -hmm. 66. And because I'm attacking against the cursed target, proficiency bonus as well, so that's plus 3. So, okay. 27 points Ooh. of damage. Nice. This is necrotic damage. What the fuck? In addition, half of that, I'm going to heal. So I'm going to heal for 13 HP. Beautiful. Tasty. Which doubles my HP. Oh, <laughs> So, 27 necrotic damage dealt. Inspiration used. Beautiful. Beautiful. Spell used. Good hit. Narium. Now, would you say that I have an ally engaged in combat with this fuck? Yeah. Yeah, so I get my sneak attack. I will take Ardell, the blade of Eusebius. Yes, very good. Sneak my way so that I'm next to it on that side. And I will use my shadow strike, which means that if I hit it, I get extra damage on it. Nice. That's a nat 20. Oh my fucking fuck? god. Crit central over here. Okay. Okay, okay. Right, so that's 10 
piercing damage. Mm-hmm. And then 18 psychic damage. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine cold damage. Mm-hmm. And then sneak attack is 2d6 again. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. 17 piercing damage. That is me unloading everything I fucking have. Yeah. How much was that in total? What was the total? What was the grand total? 54. Excuse you. Oh, wait. Uh, wait, wait. Plus five. 59. Just for fun? Uh, no, that is my proficiency on my blade. Cool. Now does this badass crit with shadows pull it and get out and absorb it and get and there it goes. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't killed it, but tell me what this looks like. Taro is also here. <laughs> um. Well, what it looks like is I get de- de- the, the blade out. I nip out from behind that. I go chunk in underneath, um, like under one of its little sets of hands or something. So like right in an, in the armpit kind of thing, um, and as I do it, there's like black shadows swirling around the blade that go okay and get sucked into the wound that's created. Because um, <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that's what the shadow strike bit looks like. Very nice. It looks very good. You do this huge slice down it. Some of the arms fall off. I'm going to duck back behind that. Okay, you're going to go yeah. back behind that. <laughs> It will take an attack of opportunity on you. Oh, no. Okay, in that case, don't. No, that's a good point. No, I'll stay where I am. I go, oh, that worked quite well. Okay. It's me, you be your DM, here to say as always, hello, and thank you so much for listening to our show. We are so, so very grateful to each and every one of you. I don't know if we've ever told you this before. Maybe we haven't ever said it before, but we are just so, so deeply grateful to each and every one of you who's listening, and to the people who listen to this middle bit, I'm even more grateful. Thank you so much. It means so much to me. Um, if you have a moment and you are on an iDevice or you have access to an iDevice, please do head on over to iTunes and give us a rating and a review. It means so, so much to us because what it does is it helps other people who use Apple products and Apple podcasts find our podcast and that's really really great because it helps to kind of organically grow our show and we're so grateful for it only takes a couple of seconds and it helps us out more than i can ever explain because i don't know math good but it it math good the itunes so thank you for that Speaking also of good things, the Audioverse voting is now open. We want to say again, thank you so much for everyone who nominated us. We were nominated in, I think, like three or four categories. It was amazing. It is now open. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. If you have some time, please do head on over. You can save your progress. They've streamlined it to try and make it a bit easier, although it is still, I'll admit, it's a... It's a chunky process, but we would be so, so grateful for all and any votes that you cast in our favour. So thank you. That's really kind. And if you have a moment to tell a friend, to tell a family, to tell a foe about our show, it really, really helps us out. As does all the times that you tweet about us, you make a Tumblr post about us, you, you know, just kind of like shit post about us. It's really great. And it's really helpful because what it means is that on our social media accounts, we can retweet it, we can reblog it, we look a bit more active. Not that we're not active, but you know, it helps us be even more active. And that means that again, the mathematics kicks in and more people see us. And it's another great way of getting, you know, the show to grow organically. So thank you. We are really grateful. 
We also want to do something a little bit special this week. We are going to do a little special promo for a very wonderful show. This show is Queer Dungeoneers. They're an absolutely fantastic bunch who are very much in line with, you know, what we do and and the sort of stuff that we're into. So here's their promo. Enjoy. When we started this journey, I was just a dropout from the College of Arcanists. Some girl who could turn into animals. A pickpocket looking for answers. I was a swan. But along the way, I found hope. Love. Family. I found out I can turn into a giant worm. Okay, look, Signana, I... What? He's right. But it's really not fitting in with the tone of what we're going for here. I mean, we're all talking about the... Queer Dungeoneers, an actual play podcast about being who you are by being someone different. I can turn into a worm. Oh, forget it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that promo as much as I did. So please go and check them out. Again, I'm going to put a link to their show in our show notes. So go and check them out. Uh, There's always more wonderful podcasts to listen to, and they are one of them. So speaking of podcasts and this podcast, this is our season two finale episode. How exciting is that? I cannot believe we've done that many seasons. That's terrifying and very, very cool. So what we're going to do is the same thing that we did at the end of season one. We're going to put out an episode or two of some other things and sort of like how we did the quiet year but we're not going to play the quiet year we've got some other little things to put out and we'll be back with season three really soon it probably won't be more than a month before we're back with season three so enjoy this little interlude take a moment take a breath get over the climactic story point of this moment and we will be back very shortly with more of our main campaign of the mortal path and the wild and wacky adventures of this lot So enjoy this absolutely, and I can say this this time, absolutely wild fucking episode. It is going to... Uh, no, sorry, my apologies. Got way too excited there. It's going to see if it gets its forget-me ability back. Fuck me. So it does not get its forget-me ability back, but Taro, it is your go. Taro, as you're looking down at these figures, they both kind of like reach out their hands towards you. Like you could reach to them through the kind of black glass surface. Yeah, I'll go for that. Why not? Give a hand. Give, give a high five. Taro! You touch the glass feeling surface and then your hand goes through it and as your palm touches theirs they both like wrap their hands around yours and kind of pull and from behind you both taro just from what you can see taro just like face plants the ground and does not move (laughs) taro you are suddenly in this kind of like almost looks like a tavern type room and you're sitting at what would be like uh, a blackjack or a poker table and they're both sitting opposite you and they're both like shuffling decks of cards do you remember did they have the echoey voices hello 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 yeah they did didn't they oh it's so fucking annoying okay i'm gonna say they graduated past that i don't like that anyway that, that, that artistic style it's fine it was a bad chamber i'll put the echo in in post it was a dodgy connection in the fallen city so they're both kind of like dealing these cards and they turn to you and 
one of them says, well, they both kind of say, but one of them looks like it's doing the majority of the talking. It's weird. One of them looks more kind of like at peace and the other looks a bit more kind of like on edge. There doesn't seem to be any like physical differences between them, but, but one seems calmer and one is a little bit more kind of anxious and it's the calmer one that's speaking. And it goes, long time no see. Yeah, I suppose so. How have you been doing? <laughs> Overall, pretty good, I think. I got a job. We saw. Well done. Yeah, no, I'm not bad at making crepes, turns out. Multi-talented. Got a bit of a flair for it. Well, I don't know. That's one talent. Well, you have many others. Yeah? Do you want to play a game or make a bargain? We've got a choice. Yeah, I'll play a game. Why not? Don't you want to know what the stakes are first? What's the bargain? Can, just give me more details on both. This whole thing, this whole place where you're at. Very clever, by the way, to get down here just before we were quite ready. But we're gearing up for it now. Well, we're going to undo our earlier mistake. But you see, it's going to have some unintended consequences because you're all here and fucking with it so we're not sure exactly what's going to happen so to speak but we have two options for you a bargain or a game if you take the bargain we're going to bring someone here with you now we know that that person will travel safely in return you'll owe us a job a favor we haven't quite decided what it is yet, but we'll come and collect. That's the bargain. Nothing that'll end your life or do anything like that. We're very invested in you being hale and hearty to the best of our abilities, at least. The game is if you win, you simply get the person. If you lose, we'll see how we feel about the person and we'll ask for that favor. Are you feeling lucky? Well, are you? Punk? <laughs> Almost <laughs> never, but I can't really... I haven't gambled in a in quite a while. Yeah, all right. Well, it sounds fun. <laughs> what's what's the game? Your choice. Your choice. <laughs> Aaron, you keep talking about a person. I don't... Am I getting out of this? The scene around you shifts, and for like... A couple of feet around you, you're still in that like tavern-esque gambling den space, but you're also suddenly kind of in the middle of uh, the street outside of Quasi Queps, and the streets are full of people who are all kind of like looking upwards at where the stars are just like blinking out one after the other and the person standing right to your side is Findex, who's kind of scratching his head with his oh, apron on. Oh baby. Oh. Ah. You promised. Hmm. And that's the end of your go. So we'll go back to the jackal. <sighs> yeah, we've got to save Mark Trade. <laughs> My favourite. <laughs> oh. So the jackal moves. And as it moves, it's this awful, nasty, skittery way that it moves. It's really unpleasant and unsettling. Ooh, attacks yeah. of opportunity. That's yep. 21 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, 24. So that is 25 damage. Okay, and 13 from me. Okay. Uh, it's still standing. It's not looking good. It is looking rough, but it is still standing. I don't like where it's going. And it is going to lightning strike again at both of you. So dexterity saving throws, please. Nine. Oh, God. 
Uh oh. Fourteen. Oh, you. You just save. Ooh, buddy. Great, good, excellent. So you take half damage, Nerium, and Nat, you are going to take full. Uh, Nat, you take 27 points of lightning damage. <gasps> I'm down. Oh no, Nat's down. And Nerium, you take half of that. So that would be 13. Shit. Damn. Shit. Okay. That's not my happy place. Natalia, death saving throw? It's a nine. Oh, what? Mark one fail. Uh, Nerium, you'll go. Nat, suddenly both of you <laughs> through with lightning, this agony pain, and Nat in front of you collapses. Ah, uh, I'm D&D beyond. I haven't added healing word to my character sheet yet. Okay, uh, 1d4 plus my spellcasting ability modifier. You do max. Oh, I do max. I'm at, I do you max. You do. So four. Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, so so you get five points. Hey. Hey, man. Five points is good. I it's mean, I've, I've got three times what you have, but that's really still not very much. <laughs> um, okay, so that's my bonus action. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I can reach it. Oh, no, I can. Okay, being small, I can move through that space so I can run straight up to it. Noom. <laughs> Noom, very much so. Uh, 13 plus 8. That'll hit. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, and I'm going to hit it with my sword, which is my new best friend. I like this sword. <laughs> it's a fucking good sword that I gave you, CBS there. It is a sword. Oh, so that's uh, 11 piercing and... Eight psychic, so that's 19 points of damage total. Yeah. And as I run back over there, I go, having healing worded Nat, I'm like, Nat, get up! And then I run over to, that's my word, that's how I cast it. I say, get up! Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> I run over towards the um, thing, and this time, because it's, it's heading away from me, I'm going to run up to it, and I'm just going to jump up, hold my sword in two hands, and stab it in the butt. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. You do this... And the creature lets out this kind of, like, scream of agony, this, like, absolute sudden wail of pain as it writhes and twists and kind of jerks in these throes of agony before it kind of stiffens up and curls up and goes still on the ground in front of you, because that bugger had... 150 hit points, and it was on 131 before you hit it for 19. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> nice. So you killed it. <laughs> I would like to imagine that, like, I hit it hard enough that I pinned it like um, a, an insect sample in a display book. Okay, yeah. All its little hands nice. and fingers reach out. It's very nasty and spooky. Oh. oh, oh. Uh, in that case, I'm going to shout, Taro, get up! What are you doing? Okay, Taro. I killed another thing. You did. <laughs> okay, um, hey, uh, this is like a kind of weird dream space thing, right? Sort of. A pocket dimension, maybe? Maybe. So can I, like, you know, change the, the furniture? <laughs> sure. Well, let me, let me do it. <laughs> they reach over and they, like, both take one of your hands and, yeah, what do you change it to? I think the scene changes to a kind of like a, a town street in, in a desert. So there's all like stalls around and stuff and there's a kind of marketplace hubbub. Mm-hmm. There's two stalls sat kind of across each other on a small table and on the table is a kind of board with like squares on it and a load of kind of carved pieces <laughs> sat on the board. 
And then Tara says, "Have you ever played uh, this game before? It's uh, <laughs> yes. it's called Midland." <laughs> We've played all games before. This is a good fun one. It's been around a long, long time. Then let's play. Let's play. Let's play. The way that we'll do this mechanically, do you remember how we did the card games before? So we would take a d6 and we'd roll it f- five times and you try and get the lowest. I mean, it doesn't matter. Low, we'll say low this time. Um, and if you want to change your die roll then you have to make a sleight of hand thing to see if you can cheat against a perception check. Does that work with chess? Bluff or something? Or a bluff, yeah, sure. I guess Tara's probably talking while this is going on, so this is like Tara deliberately giving like acts of misdirection about what Tara's plan is. I think Tara's the kind of player who plays in a kind of nonsense way. Like, yeah. They play like they don't know what they're doing, but... <laughs> It's very Shikamaru style. It's lazy genius style chess. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, And also, it's not like chess. It's different. We'll say it's more like, I don't know, mixture of Go and Shogi. It's all kind of tactical thinking, but hard to see who's winning until kind of towards the end type thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's not a simple game. So we'll roll. Yeah. (laughs) Not like chess. Chess is easy. It's Mahjong. It's a game with pieces. I guess it could be more like Mahjong. I like a good bit of Mahjong. Let's play. Okay, so we're going to roll five times, and then after each roll, if you want to cheat, we'll do that. So first roll, and we're trying to go low, we'll say. I'm not going to cheat. Neither are they. Next one. Okay. Okay, we take those. What are you talking about as you play this game? I think Tara's telling a story about something. Okay. I think it's one of those like long, meandering stories about like somebody he met in a pub somewhere that like kind of winds its way through a story about like and then they went into this place and they met somebody else and they knew that person because of this this and this and it's one of the stories that kind of ends up being circular and just keeps going round and round and adding in new characters and diverging but never actually getting to what the oh original point god, was oh my god I was literally in the pub with someone like that last <laughs> night and it was fucking they awful they seem to be enjoying it they are laughing along one thing you do notice is that although you're in that bubble that's now that street in a desert space that kind of like superimposed image of everybody in Tembra and all that street in Tembra is still kind of half on top of it and you do notice a couple of weird things there's like the remains of what looks like it might have been like um another debate type box it looks like there are kind of like some streamers for like parades or parties that have gone by mark trade's hair is like shorter and in like a bit of a weird style as like he puts his head out the window to look up at the sky um and everyone it just seems like a little bit weird as you're looking around i was gonna cheat the third one i was gonna cheat the third one sleight of hand performance however you want to do it I'm going to do this performance. 24? Yeah, they don't seem to notice. You do it right as they both like throw their heads back to laugh at a point in the story and you just like switch a piece or two here. So do I re-roll that number or just change it? You can re-roll it and then choose which one you want, we'll say. Great. <laughs> Higher, same thing. Okay, number four? <laughs> number four. Oh my fucking god. I'm writing these down as I go so you can see that I ain't been fiddling. Yeah, it's another one of those. This is how this game always goes, Yuvi. <laughs> Uh, I'm cheating this one okay. again. Mm, that's a natural one, oh. which comes to a seven. <laughs> okay, uh, a seven. <laughs> they don't notice. <laughs> yes. We'll say they don't. Sick. It's a nat one, though. Mm. Okay, roll again, but because it's a nat one, you have to take this number, even if it's higher. Okay, cool. 
Whew. It was lower. Okay, good, good, good. And last one? I'm so glad it was lower because that was a, <laughs> it was a borderline one for me on whether I decide to reroll it or not. <laughs> mm. Last one? Okay, last one. I can't fucking believe this. Yubi, I know it's bad. I'm just... so... I mean, this is the reason I couldn't apparently get that fucking forget me thing back, um, which was going to draw out that fight much longer. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, thank God. I rolled pretty good on this set, but not not enough to be notably good. So, well, let's see what happens. Okay, are you cheating on that one? No. Okay, so hold on. Yeah, hang on. It's in the chat. There we go. That's a seven overall. That's a seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like two of my rolls. Yeah, yep. there we go. Sorry, I rolled two, two, you love one, to see one, it. one. And so that die is going in the bin. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> actually, the two I cheated on, the two I cheated on. If I had, no, I'm just thinking like I couldn't have won because I cheated on two of those. And if you add the two, the two I cheated and got the the lower number on, that would be seven, <laughs> because I cheated and turned a, a six into a five, and a three into a two. Yep. So, the two I cheated on was your. In those are the ones I I cheated on, and it didn't even win. <laughs> so. I'm very, very sorry. So as you play this game, you keep making these really good moves. You manage to like switch a couple of pieces here and there, but it's one of these games where at the last moment there's just this like end game collapse and your pieces are taken one by one by one by one by one. And after a few seconds, the board is just laid bare and your your forces, your pieces are gone and they are sitting there smiling. Well, can't win them all. Well played. And like I said, we'll still keep up our end of the deal, but we will be asking you for a favour sometime soon. All right, good to good to hear. You are a man of your word, after all. <laughs> yes, of course I am. <laughs> now, what would happen if I if I weren't? Let's say you feel this sensation like in your head like that starts out like a little twinge and then very rapidly turns into this like headache that seems to be shifting into a migraine and then it stops and they go we wouldn't recommend that hmm good can i go now yes absolutely one last thing just nomenclature wise can i call you gods does that work of course Cool, good. That will make things more convenient for the conversation I'm probably about to just have. See ya. <laughs> somehow peace out. You just like eat yourself backwards. Yep, just fall backwards through that weird glass thing. Can I say that when he, that when Tara gets back, he finds uh, Nerium uh, grabbing him by the brightly coloured painted lapels of his shirt and uh, going, "Wake up! Wake up! Wake up!" Yep, you throw yourself backwards your back hits the floor and then seems to woof through it and you suddenly blink awake and nerium is inches from your face shaking your very good shirt oi oh get off get off oh thank god i haven't got any bloody potion i can't oh nat went down already nat Wh are you all what? right yeah yeah yes why well, aren't nat do i see the dead thing the fucking the massive millipede look that you do now see the dead thing Pretty close to you. Oh. That, whoa. Where'd you find this? That wasn't here when we got here. It really was. Well, I just missed a big corpse. Yeah, likely. It wasn't a corpse when we got here, but it was sliding off everyone's brain like they couldn't see it properly. I think it's a jackal. Oh. Where did you, what were you doing? You took a nap. Yeah, I, 
I looked in the thing, and then I saw those people who played the thing with me in my dream, and then I went in and had a chat. And now I owe them something, which is really not a good spot to be in, I think. Why, why do you owe them? Gods. I checked. Can call them gods. I hate gods. I'm fed up with gods. They wind me up. Yep. Hard sign. I'm, I'm exceptionally done with this whole god thing. And with this weird hand creature thing. Done with that too. Yeah, no, that one's done. That's definitely done. Sorry, you you played the game, and now you owe them something. So, because you lost the game, you owe them? Yep. Shit, why did they need you now? They've got the worst timing. Yeah, I I know. Look, I'm not going to go around defending gods. I've got... They're a real pain. Yeah, they are. Nat, are you... What can we do? Tara, you ain't got your toot-toot pipe or anything, have you? Yeah. Because I think Nat could do with a bit of help. Why? Nat, did you... Did you fall on one of those booby traps or something? It took a bite out of me, and then it electrified me. What, the dead thing? It was alive. Okay. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> this is a single toot for that. <clears throat> okay, how much healing is that? Eleven. Yay. Ooh. So, that's the stone jackal. Um, Do we think that, like, there might be another two, given that there's like lava up there and a broken chain and lake down there and a broken chain? Or do we think all three of those chains were on that one jackal? Oh, I just thought it was, yeah, I thought it'd all be on the one jackal. Nat, you do remember from your vision from the gods, they were all attached to one thing. (laughs) Yes, I remember they were all attached to just one jackal. Oh, well that's, that's a relief. That at least is something. Because I was wondering if we was about to get, like, round two. How do we get out of here? So do you think that's the whole of the jackal? There was only one? Oh, no. There's, I think there's loads of jackals. But that's what they are. They're things like that. and that's... I think that thing in the lake is jackal. Right. And they had this one chained up. I don't know. Maybe T- Kayo's teaming with them. From what Sten Patch's notebook said, there have been several in other villages across this planet. Oh, what? Really? Oh, no. Oh, another thing. The stars are going out. Right. I don't know if that's relevant. The st- all the stars? Well, I assume so. I mean, it was kind of weird because one of those kind of like dream things, but also it wasn't like a memory thing. So I assume it's based on, you know, real stuff. Oh shit, you mean like because it was going dark outside when it shouldn't have been, do you think? Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's, you know, that's happening now. same thing. Upstairs. Okay, good, right. We don't actually know how to get back out of here though, do we? We could try the, the spheres again. The, the hemispheres. Yeah. Do you think we could maybe sit down for a bit first? Yes. Because I'm not feeling that great right now. Do you think we've got time for a bit of a bit of a pause? I don't know. Maybe we haven't. Maybe we should just go with it. I don't know. I don't want to get back up there and discover all the stars have gone out and we are bereft and alone in a cold, dead universe. I mean, to be fair, I have no idea how to get out of here. I had a look. Can't find... Well, the sphere idea is probably not a bad one. Didn't I try that? So Taro had picked up the two spheres, but they weren't glowing and was, like, banging them against the thing. Nerim, you do notice as you're having this conversation, the glowing purple bit on the jackal's face, head, is still glowing. Maybe we should get that. I'm gonna go over that. Right, chaps, just suggestion. I'm gonna go and look at that because I'm already glowing, so probably minimal risk to me. Yeah, bombs up, eh, Nerium? Over I go. Okay. Bon appetit. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Can I wait? I mean, I'm going to take a knife and I'm going to sort of poke at it and I'm going to see what it is. Okay. So the face of this jackal seems to be kind of made of some form of stone or something of a stone-like quality. And as you get close, that glowing purple is actually make me either a intelligence check or a just an intelligence check an intelligence check you say uh two looks really familiar and you don't know why and as you look at it you can see it's all these carved little lines and circles and and sigils and something very magic-y looking can I try and chip around the edges with a with a with a knife you start like chipping but the stone does not chip oh Nat, yeah. you got your big sword. Do you think you can chop this out? Uh, l- let me take a look at it first. Okay. Nat, you have keen mind. You don't need okay. to, to roll anything. This looks like one of the transportation circles that was in Velo. Huh. So the one that was destroyed in the learning chamber, chunks of the rock that you found that had still bits of the inscription on, some of the notes that you read in those archive rooms. This looks very similar. A little bit different. Kind of like maybe like a dialectal version um but it's very very similar now is this circle are, are these tra- uh, transportation circles uh, anything like the ones in Berla and tin yes they also look a little bit like that kind of again adjacent like they're all from the same source but all a little bit different this circle is also the exact same size as one of the hemispheres like flat circular planes oh oh taro chuck one of them over here Wait. Yoink. As I catch it, it glows. <laughs> Before you do that, because I, I think we can tell what's going to happen here, did we want to rest? Do we want to make sure we pick everything up and are all touching each other when you do when you do oh, place it on point. there? That's a good point. So no one gets left behind? or. <laughs> <gasps> Findex, what if it does take us home and we haven't got him with us? I mean, we can't really do anything about it now. This seems to be the only way out of here. Oh, no, we did promise we'd try. We'll have to go back. Can we not chop the head off and take it back? Where are we going to go? This is a sealed room. H- how do we How do we get back out? I don't know. You know, it would be really convenient if when Taro played those gods, <laughs> they... Don't you dare. That is so meta. They said even if he lost the game, they'd get <laughs> Findex out. That would be really convenient. <laughs> it would be fantastic if, if we knew that. But we don't. No, we don't. That's the thing. So we've just got to leave him behind. I guess we'll just have it's to. It's the only option. I can't leave him behind. We can't leave him behind. Okay. How else are we going to get out of this room? What if, if it teleports, maybe we can get back and go and get him afterwards? Okay, sure. Look, look, Nerium, I've broken a lot of promises. <laughs> I made a lot of promises I didn't intend to keep. But I, I, I'm going to keep this one, so we'll find our way back. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go and grab me knives, actually. That's a really good point. I'll go and grab me knives. H- hurry up. Okay. We gather up all of our stuff. We decide not to take a rest. <laughs> okay. I'll say, right, should I do the honours then? Yeah. And I and I slap it onto the... I hop one hand holding that. Oh, I was about to say. Oh, no touching. Slap. Okay. Brave. Yeah, no, no. One hand holding that. Presumably Nat's other hand is holding tarot. Yep. Cool. And I slap it on the on the head of the horrifying jackal monster and I see what happens there is this second of silence and then there is this kind of sound of like this 
tearing, ripping, stretching noise and all three of you, kind of like when you flipped under the bottom of the Nightmare Lake to get here with the first half, you feel this like rush of cold and burning hot and everything around you seems to stretch like in the space films and TV shows when you warp somewhere and everything goes whoop for a minute. I don't know which ones, <laughs> all of them do it. So the whoop bit, yep. they all do the whoop. It's like, it feels like that. And you all cling tightly to each other. And as you are pulled back, there is this kind of almost like flashing of, of images and you see Tembrin and you see the sinkholes opening. You see, uh, you see like blood on the streets you see this weird parade you see kind of debates you see all of these things happening in a flash as you are pulled kind of forwards and you feel like you are traveling down some sort of like tunnel or something like that and your vision goes white and i'd like all three of you to make me constitution saving throws again please i have disadvantage on those at the moment because of the violet drop 18 8 9 in a awfully reminiscent Scene. No, I was gonna say, no making sick noises. No noises, I'm cutting <laughs> the noises. Oh, very good. All three of you suddenly are standing on this like grassy hill, this like very beautiful, serene bit of countryside, which is ruined immediately by Taro and Nerium being very, very unwell as Nat manages to once more steal her stomach and hold her ground and as you glance behind you you see like this this natural grotto cave built into this like mountainous hillside that goes up and up and up behind you and but where this cave should go into the stone there's just like this rippling inky black that is still there and it's kind of like torn at the edges of this cave like it didn't fit and it's been like shoved in there and you see in front of you a couple of maybe a kilometer or so in the distance the outskirts of a town that Nerium you know very well because that is Hopewell on the horizon and there is also a figure curled up on the ground clutching his (gasps) head with his yellow claws going "Ah!" as Findex is curled up there as well I throw myself upon him and cuddle him Oh, you're here too. As you say that, you hear these little voices in your head going, Job well done. 